Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. Today is episode number 68. I never thought that I would be free. Last Friday was March 18th, and for the first time, I realized that March 18th had been the day that I had broken off my toxic, abusive relationship. That was the day that I physically left the relationship. But as you may know, especially women, we emotionally leave the relationship a long time before we physically leave the relationship. We are trying to fix it and doing everything that we can before we physically leave the relationship. I had gotten to that point already. It had been months since I had decided that I was leaving and I was scared. I was scared of being a single mom, which I didn't realize that I already was because I had no support from this person. I was scared that I was going to have to make it on my own financially, which was one of the reasons why I had stayed. And that scared me because having moved here, I didn't have anybody. I didn't have friends. I didn't have family. All I had was him, my kids, and myself. That was it. And it was scary. It was scary to think that I would have no security net financially, emotionally, or physically. That is one of the reasons why we hold off from leaving at times. Because we're used to having this person as uncomfortable as it is, but having them as a safety net for some kind of reason. And I was there. I felt it too. And last Saturday, I was trying to post something on Instagram and I remembered, I saw the date and I said, wow, yesterday marked eight years since I left my toxic, abusive relationship, which I didn't realize it was abusive until after I left. You might be in a place where you know your relationship is not right, but not exactly know if it is an abusive relationship. And if that is you, I have a free guide that you can download. 11 signs you're in a toxic relationship. You can go to raquelcolina.com forward slash toxic. I will put the link in the show notes and you can access your relationship. If you already know that your relationship is toxic and you are planning to leave or you are dying to leave, it doesn't happen overnight. And just because you leave, it doesn't mean that everything will fall back exactly the way you remember that it would. You have been in this relationship for a while. Because before you realize that your relationship is toxic, whether you know it's abuse or not, you have been in this relationship for a while. You have been through the cycle of abuse where you're practically begging this person for love. You're getting little bits and pieces of love and you know that you deserve more. But when you request more, you get more abuse. Back to March 18th. I knew since November that I was going to leave my relationship. I had no idea how I was going to do it. I didn't have the income at the time. I didn't feel strong enough and I was very afraid because I had no support. The problem with these toxic abusive relationships is that you are being torn down emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And most of the time, you've even been taken away from the people that you love and support you. Whether you keep in contact with them or not, you're not in a place where they're so accessible to you so they can help you move on and move out fast when you need to. That was my case as well. I had been living here for about four years already. We had already bought a house, which I thought would make everything better because now we were working things for ourselves. We had our house and we just had to build everything from there. But I realized the moment I stepped in Florida, I knew that it wasn't right. I just kept pushing for it for no reason. We decided to take one family trip 
that I don't remember having done that before. And I can only say that in all the pictures that I have from that trip, there's not one picture where he's in it. I only know that he's in it because I remember. When these things start to happen, you know that there's something off. They don't belong in your life. You're not portraying your life like they're in it because they don't belong. You know a long time before you leave that you're going to leave. I had been saying for years, I am still here. Don't wait till I'm not here anymore. And when he begged me to stay, when we were talking about it in March, I said, I told you that I was still here, not to wait till I was done. I am done. I am no longer working towards this relationship. I am moving on. And this is the part that all of you are going to recognize because you're going to go through it. The moment you say you're done is the moment that they become the person that you've always wanted them to be. They'll go to church with you, buy you flowers, buy you plush toys, give you all the attention and all the details that you've been craving during the whole relationship. All the things that you saw in the love bombing stage. Number one, that tells you that they know exactly what they should do, but they choose not to do it. And number two, they're love bombing you all over again. It depends on how decisive you are on leaving, whether this could make you or break you. In my case, I was done. I was done and I was really angry because I noticed my son, his attitudes starting to seem like his father's attitudes and I did not want that to happen. So when I saw that as a mama bear, I decided that I was done. It didn't matter at that point what I felt for him. I just thought of my son and then I started thinking back of all the damage that I had done to my daughter for all the years that I had been in this relationship and those things made me push harder. It was scary, but putting that foot out the door, that was the best thing I have ever done. I got ready. It took me months to get things lined up to make sure that I was ready to leave when I needed to. I started buying things for the kitchen because I didn't have any kitchen supplies and I started leaving them at my sister's garage. Every week I would buy either utensils, a toaster, anything that I needed, a coffee maker, and every week I would buy something and I would go to my sister and put it in her garage. The day I decided to leave, I had my kitchen all set up, at least with what I needed to start in my new home. I didn't take anything that I didn't buy. Even the coffee maker, he doesn't drink coffee, but I didn't buy it, so I left it. I was still accused of stealing a ketchup bottle. And that was funny, but it also made me really angry. I kept going from there. I didn't let anything stop me, but it wasn't easy. I thought that the moment I left the relationship, I would feel like my old self, but that didn't happen. I had been broken down. I had been changed, brainwashed, manipulated. I didn't even feel comfortable in my own skin. A word from our sponsor. If you've left a toxic, abusive relationship and you are tired of feeling broken, angry, and confused, this program is for you. The Come to Rise Coaching is a 90-day program to help you break free from the toxic mentality to elevate and rebuild your sense of self using my signature RISE method. For more information, go to cometorise.com or look for the link in the show notes. Back to the episode. Day after day, I didn't want to do anything. Day after day, I spoke to my best friends on the phone. And I would hang up with friend number one and I would call friend number two. And when she was done with me, then I called friend number three. And I had all these friends, but they were far away from me. Most of them were back in Puerto Rico. And that would be my day. 
I remember one of my friends telling me, but you have your kids. And I said, yeah, they feel part of my heart, but there's another part of my heart that is broken and empty. And they don't get to fill in that hole because they have their own space in my heart. Just because I wasn't completely alone all by myself, my kids were here, didn't make it any easier just because I had company and the kids that I so loved. In fact, that made it even harder because I had days that I did not want to live through. I never in my life have thought about suicide and that is not what I mean here either. I didn't want to live the day. I would take my kids to school and I would come home and I would go to sleep all freaking day till my alarm sounded. This happened for a couple of weeks and then after they were home, all I wanted was to be on the phone. I needed an explanation for what had happened. I needed to understand why I was putting so much into the relationship and it didn't work. I needed to understand how he needed fixing and I couldn't fix him. I needed to understand who he was because at this point I had no idea what I had just been through. It wasn't until months later he started coming and visiting me and I thought that we could be friends. Little did I know that he was trying to pull me back in. I thought in him that I could find support, support with my son, support with things that only he and I knew. It was too soon, number one, and number two, he wasn't the person to have these conversations with. This person did not have my best interest in mind like I thought they did. Whenever I try to get support, I would get just the opposite. I remember one day calling him. I was crying. I had been crying for a while and I didn't know why. I called my mom and I was crying. I called him and I was crying. People were asking me why I was crying. I had no idea. Financially, he had been my safety net and I had no idea how I was going to do it without his financial assistance. Because back home, it was my finances who were in order and it was me who was making the most money. But here, I decided that I wanted to be more of a mom than give myself to my job. And that was exactly what I did. I didn't know how to make things better for my kids because I wasn't ready to be there for them. I needed somebody to be there for me. This is when I decided to go all in at church. I made new friends. I went to Bible studies. And this is where I got the support that I needed because I had no other way of making friends. I had decided that I wasn't going to make any friends. But when I moved into church, I really put myself in there and going to the Bible studies. And I decided to give myself the opportunity to meet with other people. That's when I made my friends. That's when I made my circle. And these people turn out to be my support system. People that I never knew. People that I only met through my Bible study, through my women's group. They turned out to be my support system. What I'm trying to tell you is because you're alone right now, it doesn't mean that you're going to stay alone. And I am not talking about a new partner. I am talking about support. You might not have any friends. They might have taken you away from everybody that you know and love. So they can't help you when you're wanting to leave. But people will show up when you need them the most. He didn't want me to leave. But when he realized there was no stopping me, first thing that he said was, you better get out before my birthday. I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to make it. But I did. I did it all by myself. I tried calling people for support. I couldn't find anybody. It took me three days to move, and I'm only six miles away from where he is right now. It took me three days, six trips a day, and I tried reaching out to people to help me, and nobody could. 
And the only people that could didn't have any idea that I needed them till after I was already moved. I had a friend show up to my home and ask me if I needed some help, but she could only help me for one trip. She did that for two days. Funny how things work. She was sent to help me in the exact time that I needed her. Because the moment that I needed another person to carry a table or something else that I couldn't do by myself, she showed up two straight days for only one trip. And that was exactly where I couldn't do it by myself. On the third day, she was not available. And I had no idea how I was going to finish moving. But I was dying to leave this place because I didn't have any peace anymore. So another friend showed up. A male friend. One of my best friends from high school. Three days it took me to leave. But then it also only took me three days to put my house back in order. I remember feeling like I was hurting my child because I was taking him away from his father. But when I said I am sorry that we're no longer living with daddy, his words were, at least there's going to be no screaming in the house. Now we can be happy. For almost a year, I felt completely broken. I felt that I couldn't do it and it hurt every single day. But I had friends that even if they weren't here, they would lend me an ear. That would lend me some time for me to speak how I felt and they were there to give me support. Financially, everything fell into place. I was able to pay my bills, but also I got into a lot of debt because I wasn't making the income that I needed to live all by myself. I had good credit and that came in handy, but also put me in a place where I got into a big amount of debt. I had to pay rent. I had to pay utilities. I had to pay most of my bills with my credit card. I even ended up asking him for a month payment for my car and my daughter's dad to help me with a couple hundred dollars to help me pay for the rent. What I'm trying to tell you is that it wasn't easy, but it was so worth it. You have been broken down into different pieces of the person that you were once before, but you're not going to get that as soon as you walk out the door. It takes rebuilding yourself, getting to love and knowing yourself all over again. Your first step is leaving, but then it's all about the climb. Before you get to see the view, it's all about the climb. What you're going to do to take yourself to a better place. What are you going to do to get to where you want to be? You are no longer the person that existed before the relationship. No matter how hard you try, when you heal and move on, you're not going to be that person ever again. But you're going to be so much better than the version of you that you thought you were looking for. You have been broken down so the light can shine through. Understand that this is a process. Understand that you're being sculpted into a version of you that you want to be and you need to be for yourself and for your family. Don't get discouraged because the road is hard. Don't get discouraged if nobody believes your story. Don't get discouraged if people don't like you or believe you. Keep moving forward. Everything always works out and you're going to find your support system. If you don't have one right now, you're going to find it and you're going to find the people that are going to get you through this. But you need to invest in yourself. You need to put in the time. You need to put in the money if you need to. And you need to put in the effort. You need to work on yourself. And that is the one thing that you have to understand because it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen just because you leave. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope this gives you 
faith to move on and move forward to know that there's a road that's coming that it's not going to be easy but know that if you push through it you're going to get to the other side because you can either stay where you are and look back a year from now and say i could be in such a different place or you can be at the same place that you are now think about where you want to be a year from now and it seems like it's a lot of time but in the blink of an eye you'll be there time will pass regardless so where do you want to go where do you want to be one year from today and start working for that now <music>